0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com.
2: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee, and time supply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Forever Bristol City Podcast. And again, we are in joyous mood because the final score at Ashton Gate in front of 24,500 fans, it finished City 3, Southampton 1. Who would have expected uh, that? But was that sort of result coming? We're going to discuss the game and uh, how things are shaping up under uh, under Liam Manning. I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Tom and regulars Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, as I do with uh, all of you, um, your thoughts walking away from Ashton Gate. You first, Ian.
3: My, my thoughts were, wow, I'd have settled for that at kickoff time tonight and I settled for it two weeks ago and the two wins back to back are the key thing. What we've got to do now is not do the Bristol City thing that we've done for decades. So I'm not blaming Nigel Pearson, Liam Manning, Steve Cottrell or any other manager we've had. We've done it for decades and do well against the better team and then make a mons of it uh, when we've got so-called lesser teams or lower teams by league position um, coming up. So let's go into the game on Saturday. I think it would be a different game. Um, You've got. Uh, qpr i don't think they are going to come down and play like southampton did or even try to i think they're going to go into a lower medium block we'll have more of the ball and at that point we did need to do something more with it but i was absolutely delighted with not only the result but the performance over 90 minutes
0: yeah no that's it that's what we've been crying out for performance mark uh... Uh, you're going to say your piece, but you're going to stay statistically, aren't you? Yes. So over to you, Mark.
4: Yeah, this was an absolutely stunning result uh, for City. Uh, what we've got to remember is uh, Southampton had got 10 points from their first eight games. So this 22 match unbeaten run, they generated um, 54 points at an average of 2.45 for a game, which is ridiculous with uh, 48 goals scored and just 16 conceded. So this was an absolutely monumental result from City. We said in the last podcast that there'll be space, but City had to execute a game plan with their players that were totally committed, press when needed, go forward and be clinical didn't happen in the first half but boy did we take our chances in the second half the mm. best win under Liam Manning uh he's taken the players under uh under Pearson and improved them in my opinion we're looking at the table but QPR will present different challenges every game's different you won't have the space and City will have to work on another game plan to break them down but outstanding. And uh, as Tom Oakgood would would say, um, a
0: coupon buster uh, Mm. of a result. All right. Tom, what were your thoughts? I mean, we've been crying out for a performance for a long while. Uh, Manning's now got three or more goals four times in his tenure. Uh, I don't know whether Nigel managed that
5: in two and a half years, but what were your thoughts walking away from the ground last night? Extremely proud. I thought that was a really inspired performance from us i thought we looked well up for it and i thought that showed the result in the end i thought southampton weren't at their best particularly a bit hungover from their weekend result um and i'm sure we'll get into that and reasons why but i was extremely proud and i think it shows the power of yeah. at the back for us now it works because mm. in a at the back shape we'd scored five goals in two games mm. um compared to and we were crying out for goals before so did, does that show a Lack of ability in the players to score goals? Maybe not. Was it a lack of the ability in the uh position we were playing for five at the back to score goals? Potentially. Mm. And I was delighted to see that we kept fought about the back the whole game. But, yeah, I'm extremely proud of everyone that came on. All the subs made an impact, mm. which is really sort of unheard of. Sometimes maybe one or two. But everyone that came on was at it. And uh I was, yeah, delighted walking away from that. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was still buzzing when I woke up
0: this morning, actually, because, you know, for once... And you know all of us here, well, me and in particular, done it's fifty years. It's not just because then David. No. It's, it's pretty win as well. <laughs> it's we've done fifty plus years, and it's the thing about City that rarely do they live up to expectation. But last night they exceeded expectations. Absolutely, uh, no doubt about that at all. Ian, um, the starting lineup um, predicted well. Was it predictable? Cam went off injured late on. There was talk of uh, some of the injured players. Uh, um, Featuring, uh, Sykes was on the bench, and obviously we've suffered the loss now of Atkinson hamstring after 21 minutes in yesterday's reserve game. But uh, you know, did you think, oh, a James and Williams midfield two, not a great deal of mobility? Although it's a 20 man squad now, isn't it really on match day? So, what were your thoughts in the team?
3: Yeah, I was uh, I was quite surprised that Taylor Gardner Hickman didn't start because I think he gives us that bit bit more mobility, but. What I notice is when he came on and played more or less the night role, when he came on, he's very good in that position as well. Yeah. So that gives us some versatility there. And when you've got Twine back, who, who can also, different type of player, but can also play as a 10, uh, and that's his favourite position, um, then that gives us squad depth, which is something that we just haven't had all season. Mm. Um Normally, with I think the way Southampton plays suited us last night. Let, let's be honest, um, because we could have less of the ball, and we're normally, for years, we've been better when we've had less of the ball. Mm. And and it, it's a it's a strange thing. We had even less of the ball at Middlesbrough, and that performance last night was far far better than the Middlesbrough performance. Mm. Um, but um, it, I, I was a little bit surprised. Obviously, we thought. Um, Cam was going to make it. I think if, if it was one of those, if it had been the FA Cup final last night, he may well, well have um, got in, the, got in the squad or even in the team. But uh, my understanding is that he, if he doesn't play Saturday, he'll be available Saturday afterwards. No. But I, I thought Roberts did well that. And just a quick mention for George Tanner, who played in his. Uh, Third third position he's played this season. So we've seen him at right centre back, right back, and we saw him at left back last night he when did, he switched yeah. over. Last,
4: so last
3: and and he's the thing about George is is what I've always said, he's an accomplished defender. And yeah. just by virtue of the fact that people talk about his attacking capabilities, he put over one of two good crosses in the first half. And they were interestingly, they were both put over by fullbacks. Robert's put one over. Yeah. And um, George Tanner put the other one over. So, I I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't, oh, wow, look what we've done, but it was, oh no, Cam's not playing. And I thought Williams and James would slow the tempo down in midfield. Now on Saturday, if they start, they well might because QPR won't be playing like Southampton did. So that, that, I think that's a very interesting dynamic that Liam Manning's going to have to think about when he picks the team.
0: Yeah. Um, Ian, uh, sorry, Mark um, Williams in uh, the middle. Surely they're going to give him a contract because he was inspirational last night and he really seems to be enjoying his game. I looked at his celebration when the first goal went in with one of those uh, behind-the-camera shots. But we're we're playing with an intensity. We almost play with the intensity that I thought Leeds displayed against us. Would you agree with that view?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think... um... In the fir- in the first half, uh, they uh, they uh, James and and Williams. I mean James had outstanding. He got player of the match last night from Sky, and you know his desire, especially when he um you know Cornick had that uh, shot uh, blocked, and he came out of defence defence into attack. Absolutely outstanding. But yeah, we need his aggression. He's proved his fitness, um which has been a, you know a, a big question mark. Um, I don't know if he can play the intensity of three games in a week, but yeah, he deserves it. I'm sure talks are ongoing about a new contract. Yeah. It's just it's just getting him to getting to agree a fi- getting to agree a figure um, yeah. because there will be other offers for probably from. Uh, oh, that's James what I'm and saying. They're putting themselves. Services.
0: They're putting themselves in the shop window, aren't they? James? Yeah, I mean,
4: uh, I mean, I think with with James as well. I mean, there are, are, are other circumstances. Ooh. Um, do do are there family commitments in other parts of the country? It's not just as simple as signing a bit of bit of paper. No. It's it's security of a perhaps of a three-year contract with James. They they may not offer him free because he's thirty-two. We just don't we just don't know. But there are other factors. But yeah, I mean, t- take Joe in an instant. I think he's and uh he, you know he's been reborn, isn't he? In this in the yeah. second in in, the, in the, uh, from the third of the season the season onwards. Um absolutely outstanding but yeah. you know players can still improve they've got a look to improve um but like I said I think in the first half it was the the, the chances that Southampton had yeah. from from his Dozy and Armstrong were well, where we gave the ball away in defense and the field in the second half um we cope with their press better with smallbone and Shay Charles and Rothwell couldn't get into the game he was so ineffective going forward they had to take him off so that was down end, to the yeah
0: tom um roberts came on we haven't really seen him he's almost had cameo roles really but if he could put in performances like that every week mm. losing can who is under contract but if you look at players that are likely to go mm. R- roberts showed that he can play that role quite effectively and as ian alluded to tanner switching across the left back for a quarter of an hour was yeah. was it just showed what a good player he's become mm-hmm. for that bargain summer three hundred. But what were your thoughts on
5: Roberts last night? I thought he had a storming first half. I, th- I thought it was good. I-, I think it would be easy to, like Ian said, go, there's no campering. Ah, that's going to be an issue because campering is so, you know, you notice him so much, you t- his physical nature and his mm-hmm. pace. He's such a noticeable player on the field. And I think Roberts... Quietly, not in the same presence Cam does, but quietly went around good business yesterday. Mm. I thought he put in a really good ball first half. I thought defensively it wasn't bad. Mm. I think, I didn't, you know, think that there was any, bar his mistake in the first, uh, start of the second half, where he did get away with one. Yeah, There's no getting away with that. He did get away with one. It could have, I think, also potentially been a penalty where he shoves Brooks in the back. Though it's minimal contact, I think there's still contact there. But, you know, when you're coming into a team that is potentially so reliant on Pring, both offensively and defensively, I think he's got four assists this season, yeah. Pring. He does offer a lot going down the left. I thought he, he, he added something again, Robert. so
0: I mean if you have Pring and Roberts on that left yeah. hand side, because you know but Rob Roberts showed his defensive capability mm. and going forward. But if you have the as left side combination, it's pretty physical, isn't it? You know, that the, the yeah, that would scare some teams, both of them, because they could interchange, couldn't they?
5: Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see, would you put Cam higher up? or would Because Cam, for me, is a bit like our version of uh, Carl Walker mm. with his recovery pace. The way that if teams do go direct, Cam has got this pace that we trust in behind to sweep up everything, mm. unlike Dickie. And that's why I think Dickie's playing on the side with Prim because Dickie, uh, love him, but he's slow. Yeah, Dicky's acceleration is slow and pring does bail him out quite yeah. often. Yeah. Um, but I thought Roberts was getting yeah. going back to the course.
0: Ian, would um with with Roberts and Pring, as we I think we talked about this early in the season, you know, because we knew he was a signing and you expect signings to come into the side. Do you think that's a viable thing playing them together? And who would you play in front? Or could it just alter through the game, you know, just because they they bring equal pace mm. and defensive capability?
3: Yeah. Um, well, they can both defend. They can both attack. I play Roberts in front of uh Pring, because I think Campring is more effective making those barnstorming uh, runs forward. But they, the, the thing is, they could alternate. And particularly, I, I see that when you're trying to close a game out and you want to defend from the front. Uh, so you're a couple of goals up. There's 20 minutes left. It's coming on top. So, you take somebody like Mimeti or Sam Bell off, you bring Roberts on to play in front of Pring. Uh, and they could even start as a, as a, what you might call a left wing combo. And where we are at the moment, I was looking at the squad last night and I was thinking, well, let's say Mimetti, you left Memeti and Bell out of the game against QPR and you brought in uh, Mabuda and Sykes. It's not 100% weaker, is it? Uh, In fact, argue,
0: argue, argue, I know Sam. Arguably, arguably
3: yeah, I, you're going to say arguably stronger, aren't you? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, arguably, arguably stronger because, but at least it, give, it it shows you what squad depth is. And can I just give you a, a quick thing on um, substitutes because th- they were very effective last night. But I was looking it it um, the the potential uh, bench for Saturday and um, it, when when you look at this is potentially available for QPR bearing in mind that Rob Atkinson's injured and, and if he has done his hamstring as people are saying then that'll be it for the season mm. so here's a list of players um, for the bench for Saturday potentially Badgett, McCrory, Pring, Nasmith, Taylor Gardner, Hickman, Sykes, mabudi Twine, cornic in wales right anybody spot a bit of a problem with that no no well there is a problem because there's 10 of them right so it be- it becomes a question of who misses out and that's bearing in mind you're leaving uh andy king and uh jamie knight labelle out with that now that's assuming that they've all recovered because when people say well you said somebody was coming back Cal Naismith did 45 minutes. So the idea is that he goes on the bench on Saturday. Okay. If he's come, to, but he might go into training this morning and say, Oh, well, I got a bit of a stiff one of these or a stiff one of those. And the physio might have a look and say to Liam Manning, Well, hang on, just give it another week. Now and that, that would be the sensible
0: thi- And that would be the sensible thing to do.
3: And that's what you can definitively say. Or they might go out and and do some training and you know somebody might kick him it happens um so you you need to be um but I, i'm quite excited by the squad death because it is a completely different situation from what we've had for the last four seasons yeah, there's been no the squad death
0: players have come back after injury and we've made a few signings and taking naismith as a case in point he would come onto the bench, in my view, in place of Knight LaBelle because that's his defensive yes. and, and midfield. That's the obvious one. I, I
3: mean, it, yeah, it's, exactly.
0: it's it's funny, Mark, isn't it? How, you know, as Ian's just said, you know, you look at that bench and you look at the team, well, the bench last night, you know, th- things have transformed, yeah? And, you know, is there's going to be some people say, well, Nigel never had the fit players and he wasn't backed. Would he have been backed in the, in the January window, but
3: we're in oh, a, we can't go back to that day. No,
0: I know. Sorry,
3: mate, but I've got to say it's just tiresome. When people start groaning yeah. all about that, I can, no, if you I'm like, not, I can give you a, the, I 90 give 90 you a 90 list 90. of the players. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying. I can give you that that a list of the players
3: say. that Nigel Pearson had when he came to the club. And arguably he had a stronger squad than Liam Manning.
0: Yeah, arguably. Mark, go on. What are your What are your thoughts on the, Yeah, let's that's, that's, that, that that, that that's enjoy what we
4: have got now. The, I think my my one concern, I think everybody's concern, is in defence. Rob Atkinson played forty five minutes for the under 21s yesterday and, and 21. taken off. Of, Twenty one it was.
0: Wasn't sorry, 40, he didn't even make forty five. Twenty one
4: minutes. minutes. How many minutes? 21, 21 minutes, and had a, a hamstring injury. So we're still like, it, it, you know, in centre defence. You know, it's Dicky and Viner. There aren't ain't anybody really to to come in there. Oh, yeah, sorry, Mark. You,
0: I th- sorry, Mark. I think you're. Uh, I th- think you're wrong. You say there's nobody to come in. Naismith can play in
4: the centre. Oh yeah, Naismith. But I I didn't even. I, I suppose yeah. before I'm not even considering Naismith. Is he? I mean, he's yeah. last two seasons, he's missing 20 odd games. And well, I mean, Pring, he's alive. His fitness is, is a liability is
0: Sorry, Mark, Pring can play in the centre. And George... With well, a specialist centre- well, the
4: centre- centre-backs, we've got two specialist centre-backs in Viner yeah. and Dickey and Atkinson when fit. Naismith is a utility player as a centre-back and so is Pring. But especially yeah. centre backs, we've only got two, and that's still yeah. a concern. There's strength yeah. all over the pitch in other in other areas, and um, and people have mentioned in the uh, in the chat, Mabude, you know, made a... I, I said to um the couple that sit next to me, we'll bring Mabude on when we, if we're three 0 up, not expecting that to happen. You know, with Hell throw if unless Hell froze over, and then we then we scored the third. So yeah. you know, nice little cameo role. But it and I was. think it's what it's interesting what you say. I mean. He like memetti is really not going to be there for his tackling abilities in terms of tracking back. It's just to track back and slow down, uh, you know, floor, slow down uh, the opposition's momentum, get in the passing lanes, try and try and uh, you know try and prevent the ball going forward because he's not going making he's not the clean clean out uh, defenders in the tackle is he? So. Mm. He's another. He's another option that you could play. So there's a. Uh, there yeah, is. A, as there as is. As, there is a chance to rota- rotate. players. Yeah. bringing Sykes.
0: Bringing have well, got Twine, movie. Twine's
4: yeah. there to unlock defences. Is, is that number ten? Because majority oh. of the home games you've got, you're going to get teams sitting deeper. They won't give you any space. So you need somebody who can who can get play in that little pocket, and play the ball through. All
0: right. Let's get into the action a little bit. I mean, we've talked. I mean, the first half we went in. Uh, nil-nil um poor crossing was a feature of our uh, first half display but we were more than a match for them i think i tweeted out that they were at the very least as good as uh, if not better than forest and uh west ham although ian pointed out to me that west ham did lose bowen and uh, a couple of other players in, in in that match but it was good first half we went in nil-nil Start of the second half, we've sort of alluded to it a little bit. Roberts only laps, put Dickie in uh, trouble. Armstrong uh, set up a dozy. He shot wide, and that was when, as Tom said, uh, Brooks got uh, pushed by Roberts in the back. You
5: thought that, if that had been could, a VAR, could, could it would be, have been a review? It would, be, it would have been a review. Whether they give it and they say the contact was enough, I'm not sure. But With VAR, anything can happen. It's so unpredictable, I, I think. There's no real consistency with VAR with boy. You know, it's supposed to bring bring consistency. I would argue there's more inconsistency with decisions than ever. Yeah. So
0: well, there was a seven minute stoppage in one game at the weekend, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, that it's of that one it's thing. But let's stick, and I stick with you, Tom, on the goal. Uh, the first goal coming on fifty two minutes. Um Anis has had his uh, critics. Yeah. yeah. We've been critical of him, but a little one too with uh, with George, and mm-hmm. you know, set it, it wasn't, up. It wasn't it was um smallbone it wasn't it wasn't a
4: one two with george
0: wasn't
4: it no who was it with no we got a throw in from george uh memetti took the ball sorry tom he tried to pass it to george tanner but smallbone stuck his foot out yeah, but and it was played con him on side right. Let then it yeah, then he then right. he beat man in and crossed all right. Good fit. it was small bones touch that played him in. Well, I'm gonna
0: say it was a one-two, yeah. I mean, I splitting airs,
5: but good for Sandbell's confidence, Tom, that he Fantastic. put it over the line. Yeah. Did, that, that is exactly the goal Sam Bell needed for yeah. something just to hit him and go in. Because after Forest, I mean, how mentally tough that must be for him. And we've all been critical, and he out of everyone has he's changed positions you know three times already right yeah. under Man, and it seems that he's like We've stuck with him, like mine like did with Conway when Conway was going through a tough period. We've stuck with Bell, and it paid off there, I think. Mm-hmm. But he just needed that for his confidence. And uh, I'm sure Guns Cornick as well. But mm-hmm. I thought, brilliant for Mometti. Doesn't do it enough. No, Doesn't do it anywhere near enough. It, you know, he's got one goal, two assists in his year with us now, mm-hmm. which still isn't It's Odalda output. And we all were really critical of Odalda. But it's fantastic pass across. It is really good, and it shows that he can do it.
0: Well, it shows that you can do it. And it was,
5: you know, two of the goals came from crosses, and Mm. we go into the detail of each of them, but it just shows that when you get the crossing right. Do you you know what that goal was? That was a, sorry to go back to it, it's a Pearson goal, cutting it back from the byline. Mm. But that is what we're good at. And to the point Ian made earlier about, you know, Pearson and whatnot, everyone that started yesterday was signed by Pearson. There was only one player on the bench who was signed by, to my knowledge, Manning, and that was Mabude. That was a Pearson squad, and that was a real Pearson goals. But that's what works with this squad, and I think that Manning is slowly coming to. fought at the back, with this squad is the way forward, yeah. and we created so much more with. I think yeah. it's like fourteen shots yesterday. Yeah, fourteen, six, six, 14 shots, four on target, and mm. obviously they were flare team as
0: well, sixteen mm. and four. So uh, no, it's good that you make that. It's good that you make that point that it is you know everybody's back and uh, and and fit. Um, M- M- Ian Max yesterday, uh, just after the first goal, he uh, Armstrong set up Carl with Peters. He did a good save, did Max. Didn't have a great deal to do. He was what he dealt with. The kicking was poor, though. People sat next to me were groaning a couple of times, and their goalkeeper—I can't remember his name now—but he was almost like an extra defender at times in the first half, wasn't
3: he? Yeah, I mean, he was playing ten to fifteen yards outside his penalty area which is uh, something you can do when you play that style, but sometimes it's going to go horribly wrong. And yesterday, one of the things we were affected at was stopping them playing. So we didn't give them hours to knock the ball around at the back because anybody can look world-class when you've got that kind of time. But it's when you get in people's faces. And, and that's exactly what Leeds did to us. We tried to play out against Leeds and they were all over us like a bad rash and they were probably half a yard to a yard quicker to a man so um that we showed yesterday just what we can do with those players um and i think you know you we've i've been banging on about this injury situation all season and i'll continue to because squad depth in this division is a determining factor in how well you do when you look at a bench And what I mean, the names I've just quoted could be on the bench on Saturday. You think, blimey, there's four, there's five or six players on there that could really change a game. They could score a goal, they could get an assist, um, they could make a match winning pass. It makes a huge difference, um, particularly as as we've said, when when sides come in and sit in, because I don't think, I can't remember that many times over the last few years. Where we've beaten teams in, in the top six. Um, yeah. and certainly teams in and around the top six, but with, with Manning, his victories this season have come across, come against team well, Southampton. What were they second before we kicked off wow. last night? Um, and then you've got Hull at the time we beat them, they were sixth, borough were sixth. Uh, Watford, Watford were, top top were sixth, top eight. Watford were well, Watford were seventh. Um, So, yeah, so we're we're doing well against the sides that want want more of the ball than we do. And and that's not a coincidence. So if we can learn, and perhaps Twine's the key to unlocking those defences, because if a side sets up like that and then you score a couple of quick goals, it's game over for them because they've they've got got to completely change and they've got to come out. But that's the bit we haven't done. So once I see us do that, Bear in mind we're undermanning, we we play differently with the ball than we do without it. And a lot of modern coaches are doing that. I mean, Jamie Carriger did a piece about uh, is it Bayer Leverkusen at are top of the German league?
0: Yeah, yes.
3: Uh, with uh, the lad, the, the lad there. They're talking about being the next Liverpool manager yeah, when Klopp goes. Fabio Alonso.
0: All right, Fabio Alonso. Ask one more, one uh, as one more one. question. Well, Mark, you because I know you've got to leave us, Mark, because uh, you've got a a, a work. Yeah, commitment. if you just want to ask me one more question, that yeah, I was right. gonna, yeah, I was going to say. Well, do do you want? i have got to come to you for the second goal. Uh, actually, um, Rob Dickey, signing of the season, you know, as prolific in front of goal, almost as Aidan Flint was in terms of. Uh, uh, creating havoc in the box. Your thoughts on on that? And Rob. Well, Dickie's we've so yeah,
4: another another corner taker in Joe Williams, and it was a great ball. He swung it in, and it and it had some it had some whip on it, although it was quite high. But it just goes to the back post, and Rob Dickey gets above Smallbone, and heads it over the keeper into the net. I think Joe Rothwell tries to tries to stop it going in. And he can't, he can't stop it going in. But it's a great goal, yeah. Aiden Flint, like from uh, Rob Dickey. and that's his fourth goal of the season. And long may it continue. Absolutely I think, fantastic. I have to say, I
0: think Mark's having a new kitchen installed because he seems to be trying. He seems to be trying to mention Smallbone. He, t- he gave smallbone a benefit of the one two leading up to uh the goal that Sam Bell. He's just talking about small bone again. You're not having a new kitchen, Mark, are you? Smallbone of devices. No, they're not our sponsor. It sounds like,
4: like I thought small bone sounded like a, a country solicitor, doesn't it? Smallbone no, is small a posh
0: kitchen, pos kitchen. Oh wow, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't I not afford a small bone I, don't I don't live in those no.
4: circles. I don't live in those so mixed okay. those social well, circles. We'll babe. say
0: goodbye to Mark. All Thank right. You. Goodbye. And we'll have a pause. Mark.
4: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now in the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery free and times supply, see mcdonalds.com.
0: OK, Mark's left us. Okay. Back in the room, me, Tom and Ian. Um, that little pause for these was the ads, in case you wondered you know, if I get them in the right place when I put them in. But there we go. Um, yeah, Ian, I'll stick with you for that that, that second goal. Um, you know, we want to be seeing our centre-halves sort of getting in those positions. And even if that player on the line, Cornick, was on hand, if it had gone anywhere near him. But Rob... Rob, um,
3: You see, they they all seem to be enjoying their game at the moment, don't they? Yeah, and why wouldn't you? You know, they they get plenty of the ball. If you look at the uh, most touches stats, um, if you look at the most touches stats in most games, it's our central defenders because we're playing out from the back trying to. The players seem comfortable with doing it. It's not like we're trying to force people to, to play in that way. And uh, when when you get a game like you did last night, backed up by that away victory at Borough, which was a, it was a bit like Rourke's Drift in the second half at times, but we defended really well. So we've got defenders that can play out. They can also defend. By that I mean head it, tackle, and all the rest of it. Because I think what strikes me when I watch Premier League games is a lot of the modern defenders aren't great at defending. They're really brilliant at coming the other way, but as soon as they've got a Get an important tackle in or or make a header uh or it's a 50 50 they're not so great yeah i think all the ones that we've got relish that that kind of contact and then we transition quickly through the midfield which like i said i didn't think was likely with james and and williams at the base of it so that that came as a that came as a surprise to me so You know, I mean, but a really pleasant surprise. So let's see who, firstly, let's see who's fit for Saturday. Um, And then Liam Liam Manning's got some interesting decisions to make, have not he?
0: And they're the decisions you want to have to make. I mean, it was interesting uh, on Radio Bristol. I listened to Sound of the City on uh, Monday and then they played that piece. Manning is one of these new coaches that likes to do the preparation, doesn't he? And the players, even the players talked about the game plan. I mean... When you play, a, a, you play at a decent level. I mean, do you have, do you at your level, do you have a game plan? Do you think we have a game plan under Manning that perhaps we didn't have into the same intensity? That's a word that somebody's used here on the text feed that we had under Nigel. Nigel wasn't on the training field, like Liam clearly is. But what do you think of this preparation? It's starting to pay dividends and the players are buying into yeah, it. I
5: yeah, I think I... I we. Up at, up, up at SGS for the um, team up there. So we've had quite a few pros come through, Semenyo probably, the highest name. We, we do all the video prep there. So we're on Fridays, we'll go in, we'll have a video prep session where we uh, look at our training, look at patterns of play, looking at how we can break down other teams, what's effective, what's not. And although it's only a two hour session, the knowledge you can get out of that is, you can gain a lot of knowledge, especially about how you want to play in possession. Um, I think we certainly look more effective at times uh, due to the preparation. I think we highlight weaknesses within their team better than we did. Mm. Um, I think yesterday we controlled the game. Yeah, 17 minutes, I'd say. And is that down to preparation 100%? Um, You know, the thing with Manon is he is so data-driven. You do wonder at times whether it's a bit over the top. You know, you look at the training pitch and that's that's all changed now. We've got pitch markings, like arrows leading towards the goals. and it's Have been, you? Yeah, yeah. Up at the HBC. If you look at the training pitch up at the HBC, there's arrows all over the place because Manning, he sees something in his head and he wants to apply it out in front of it. So he gets arrows painted on the pitch. Yeah, there's arrows painted on the pitch. So he's not using drones no. like Lee Johnson used to then. No, 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 If but if you look at it, it's all these different markings on different pitches and things like that. It, it's a bit,
3: like, it's like grids, Tom, isn't it?
5: Yeah, grids and there's so on one pitch there's grids and one right. pitch there's avos and things like that and it, it's down to patterns of play, style of play and sort of um offensively and defensively sort of the zones you wanna attack mm-hmm. and how we attack them and I think that's why they, he does it but he's a complete control freak I think Manin he is a <laughs> control freak, in a positive way but it's a positive way. <laughs> because yeah. I think he likes the feeling of control and it, it paid off last night. And if
0: you look at and if you look at the if you look at the players Ian, I mean it's interesting that Yeboah has gone right out of the picture and been murmurs yeah. about attitude. But if you look at all those players, just look at the starting 11 because it's too many but they all seem decent blokes, don't they? There's no narky players in there truculent. Mm, you know, even I said even Joe Williams looks excited to be being part of it and saying about people that aren't or maybe are getting a bit frustrated what did you think of Tommy last night he was on for all by the last 15 minutes he he, need, he people were complaining about when he came on a sub against Borough he was pointed and and he's not had great service but you know he, he is Tommy in your start in 11 when everybody's fit
3: yeah yeah, I mean, on purely on ability, um, I, I think he's he's a better player than Naki. I mean, he should be because he's over ten years younger. Um, so um, I think the issue with the contract will will eventually get to him. I mean, I've, I've said to you, I don't know if I said it on the pod or I said it off air day, but I will say it: we could be without all three of our central strikers for different reasons in in August when mm. we start the next season. Mm. Because Naki's coming to the end of his career. Uh, nothing against him, but he is. Um, he's he's lost a little bit of pace, which mm. was always a thing that helped him. Um, he's still got the aggression. He's still got the, the talent. He links play better than Tommy. Um, but he, it's that physicality thing again. Tommy, I don't think... Um, I've been told uh, the best figure is 70% likely to sign a contract and the same for joe williams so you know seven out of ten is that great odds i suppose it's better than if you said five out of ten but there there are talks ongoing but i think a decision will be made if he's not going to sign a new contract the club virtually have to sell him now that doesn't mean that say they have to sell him if somebody comes in and makes a dafty offer but it does mean that eventually they'll have to sell him and it'll be a, a the, the um Nick, Nicky Maynard situation all over again where you know do you want to sell him for 6 or 8 million now or do you want to sell him for 2 million quid in January uh, in the yeah. in, in the January so and Harry Cornick great to see him get a goal last night he the last two games he has been better let's hope that continues but in another way if if you're filling the side up with players that w- we think we want to go for an uh, for a championship promotion run. Would you necessarily have Harry Cornick in there? So, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying that if that did happen, it wouldn't come as a great surprise. But um, you know that, that I, I think Tommy does. But I'll, I'll come back to the service because we've already said it last night. Crossing in the first half was appalling. All right, was was really poor.
0: Conscious of time, because there's a couple of bits of action to discuss. Uh, The substitutions were made. Timely night going off, Taylor Gardner-Hickman coming on. As Ian said earlier, playing in that slightly more advanced role. Cornick came on. I mean, the third goal that we scored, it was a a breakdown of a Southampton move. And I think it was Williams put Taylor Gardner-Hickman away. And he did show some vision. And I think I listened to... Might have been Manning talking. Very good post-match interview, I thought, with the Sky uh, reporter, uh, where players are thinking rather than rushing with their crossing. But it was a great move down the right wing with McRory. T- take us through the goal
5: as you yeah, saw. I, I thought Sulemana came on for them and was really poor in possession misplaced pass. I thought Gardner Hickman actually intercepted it and then skipped away to his right. Yes, he did. You're right. So, yes, I, you know, good shift from Gardner Hickman there and then the composure to wait for McCrory because McCrory was very deep. He's in a own and, yeah. and he just waited. And, and he's it. a unit, McCrory. Isn't it? It? <laughs> but he's an athlete and yeah. that's why I don't think technically he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> I don't think he's brilliant but as an athlete, fantastic. Yeah. And a, as a battler and a warrior, yeah. fantastic. Um, and he waits and that's what I like about Gardner Hickman at times. So he just put the pass perfectly for him to run onto and it, it's it's on the floor it's not a bubbly pass which we can be guilty of playing and that absolutely does me up the ball these you have it's called pass appreciation make it easy for your teammates to get onto that pass because um quick just take it in his stride and it's a brilliant ball back across and mm. a really sweeping finish from Cornick. and that that's yeah. exactly the move you work on at the training ground that pass down the line the cutting it back and just the sweeping finish that was yeah. a real training ground i bet man absolutely love that goal yeah because that's the three subs combining and that's what you work on in training those sort of positions and those sort of passes and that was yeah yeah, really really good to
0: see ian i know we say Cornick's
5: not all that and hasn't been but
0: it is a confidence thing and just like yeah sam bell he'd be pleased that he got that goal yeah, and it was similar, the one that Sam scored, to the one that Naki missed at the Forest in some respects, in the sense it was right on the line. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a class finish. The commentary on Sky, if anybody's not heard it, was pretty good as well, because it was like, there goes Saints, 25-game unbeaten run. But uh, good for him that he knocked it in. And you can't fault his effort, can you? And that's what we want, is hard-running players like that, yeah?
3: And and when you you think Sam is, is basically... When they used to play together years ago sam would be the guy in front of tommy and tommy would be the 10 Mm. when they played in in the the junior stuff a lot of times so you know they've both been at the club since they're about seven or eight virtually i mean i think sam was virtually born there with his with his dad so um there's obviously an affinity with the club um all that stuff goes out the window when um, somebody comes in and offers you 10 to 12 times as much a week to go and play for them but um, I, I, I'm always glad to I mean, My, my dream is probably the same as Stephen Lansdowne's and that's to see, uh, us in the Premier League with 11 Bristolians playing now, yeah. or, or at least if they're not Bristolians, homegrown players. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen to be honest, but it's a nice pipe dream to have, isn't it? Um, oh, so, so yeah, great, great to see them. I mean, and what they've got to do, and I put something on the text feed earlier on, what, what they've got to do is, um improve their end product so that's goals and assists crosses final ball that's the bit that's missing the hard work is there um i mean sam is a fit lad he's he's quite quick um he's not rapid like my is but he is really quick um uh, and i think it'd be i it, just love to see him have that success well let's see them all have the success because we all want the team to win um, and if they play like they did last night, they're going to win a lot more than they lose. Oh,
0: absolutely! I mean, if they played like they did in the second half performance against every team, you know, Southampton aren't that great defensively. I didn't mm-hmm. think when you put them under pressure, but who knows? The skies. You know, you've very- got. I mean,
3: the thing is, Dave, if if you can do it against a side that's gone twenty-five games yeah. unbeaten, yeah, you, um, oh, you can do it, against, question, and that's what I mean, many. Should say to him last night, you can do it against anybody if you can do that against Southampton. Yeah. So, it, don't lose confidence at any stage. You can do well, it. Well, we'll look at
0: we'll talk about the the next four games coming up in a moment. I mean, the referee last night, uh, Tom Matt uh Ian. When we were talking prior to going live, he said he was okay. I thought he showed a little bit of big team uh, bias. Yeah, although I never really see Southampton as a big team, but he added on seven minutes. I suppose that was a fair amount but he gave he gave them a penalty corner uh foul on kyle walker peters after an armstrong cross wasn't clear uh, so, uh max that's six penalties he's faced in in, in seven days yeah he, he didn't get
5: anywhere near that one did he and a no, fair no. decision by the ref yeah obvious penalty i think that if it's nil nil, I don't think Cornick makes that challenge. I think that's just him switching off a little bit, yeah. And just like we're three nil up, I'm just gonna swing my leg at it, try and clear it. He doesn't actually see Carl Walker Peters behind him, and he just, <laughs> he just kicks Carl <laughs> Walker Peters. I mean, he walker Peters, knows what he's doing. He's a Premier League player, yeah, in the Championship. He's by far, for me, their best player, Carl Walker Peters, yeah. and uh, he just knows what he's doing. Gets in front, it's a definite penalty, yeah. Um, but I think Southampton yesterday, I don't want to dwell on them because I thought what we did. We did really well. Yes. But I thought Hudders, that Huddersfield game, they looked hungover as the way I described Southampton. Map misplaced passes in 15, 20 minutes from Shay Charles, especially. I think that was a difference between that game yesterday and the Leeds game. Leeds game, they really imposed it in the first 20 minutes, and we looked timid and scared. Yeah. And there was there was a presence about Leeds that Southampton didn't have yesterday. Yes. And I think you see those misplaced passes and you think, right, we're well in this. It doesn't yeah. matter where they are. We will win this game. And yeah. We built on that. At Leeds, we couldn't build on anything because it was like bring the ball down and bang—they're there. Yeah. Southampton—they let us come onto them a little bit. They soaked up the pressure and the amount of misplaced passes. They the did.
0: They was- did. They—they they were. I mean, I said to us against the West Ham Forest. Sometimes unforced errors was not our downfall, but you know, but they seemed as though the, they seemed as though their passing game literally broke down. Yeah because they look good then all of a sudden it's that they lost concentration and whether that was some sort of fatigue or what 100 percent. and so what you're saying really then is that the fatigue of a 5-3 win where you come down rolled, rolled
5: across yes yeah. you said they were 2-0 down 2-2 2-3 3-2 yeah went on to 5-3 and it was yeah. like i think it's so difficult when you play within three days of you have that 5-3 you've got the buzz of the 5-3 but wow, that's so taxing mentally and physically. And then you get the recovery day Monday, Tuesday's match prep. Well, you're traveling. And then so you're traveling. That, that's so it. you're saying that's if so, it it's going to be, be Sunday, yeah. rest day, Monday's prep, and then you're playing the Tuesday. So if, if if we'd have been playing it on a Wednesday night, it might have been if, if that's, a different game. I think if that's on a Saturday, if they get a week's rest, that potentially is a different game where there's, there's not so many unforced errors. And I think the unforced errors didn't lead to anything for us creation-wise, but I think mentally, It let us in the game. And I think it allowed us to build confidence. And then you saw us only get more and more confident. Uh, We rode out their tough period. And Mm -hmm. I think we went in the better of the two teams at the end of the first half. And wow, how much better were we than the second half? Yeah, no, they were. Ian, um, 24,600. I tweeted last night
0: at eight o'clock. Lots of absentees in the south stand and then when they were chanting when the saints go marching in which was great when we were able to chant yeah. when the saints go three nil down but why are though why are all those empty seats there is it a tuesday night and it's on sky and season to get older, think uh, oh i'll stay at home and watch this on the telly and given southampton all that end i think what did they bring last night was it three thousand four
5: hundred
0: it's three over three thousand i you know it I, to, t- tell me if I'm wrong with this view, Ian, but the person I was sat next to said Section 82 didn't really start singing until we were up in front a little bit. What is to stop us, and I sit in the lower Lansdowne, what is to stop us giving the two end blocks in the Dolmen and sectioning off the Dolmen concourse and the two end blocks in the Atio so they have a corner, that becomes the away entrance because at the moment you've got away fans and home fans coming in on that Lansdowne side. It does give them an advantage. And as for their manager, did you see him prior to the game going up and giving it all of that? You know, and uh, it, well, he ended up with egg on his face. But do you think we should change giving the whole of that end to? The away support and creating the atmosphere because it was all them in the first
3: half. The, the problem you've got with your solution is if you're a season ticket holder and you're in those first two blocks of the dolman and you got you get told you're gonna you've got to shift somewhere else, possibly not even in the dolman stand. You're not going to be best pleased, are you? So that's the problem with with moving a block. I mean, I've I've always said the place I put the away fans is at the uh, in the top tier of the Lansdowne. On the Atio end, so put them up there. Give them, I don't know, two thousand seats up there, so that you've got all your own fans behind each goal. But it, it's not. Is, is he? I mean, Section eighty-two said, "Oh, we want to be behind the goal." But like you said last night, I mean, I watched it on Sky, and I felt, uh I felt the the whole ground was quiet. I couldn't hear the Southampton fans or ours much, it, it, and, and like it, until we scored and then it got better after that mm. the, the reason i think is two things one it's live on sky secondly we've played a lot of football recently and a lot of people have spent a lot of time in money and the yeah. money is the key thing traveling and i know how t- well, i did it for over 20 years every game moment away pretty much and and i know exactly how tired i know how tiring it is now when i come up from axminster and you go up in back in a night that's a long old trip mm-hmm. um so yeah, i can understand it and it when you go to the football it's not just a question of oh well i've got my season ticket i don't have to spend anything you've got to go down you've got to, a lot of people have got to pay to park then they've got to pay for something to drink and then if you're taking a couple of kids with you you've got to pay for stuff for them so all of a sudden before you know it you look around and you've done in 50 60 quid
0: oh the rest.
3: <laughs> and so it, it's um i can i can totally understand it uh, the fact that it was on sky probably took us th- i would say caused 1500 to 2000 just not to turn up i mean you think that so because you can't look at the number of uh, you know what the the ticket sales because if you said quite a few of them weren't there so mm-hmm. I, I would say it's probably caused at least a couple of thousand not to turn up and then yeah. you've got other people who've got stuff going on you've got work commitments um, and all kind of team different team stuff
0: as well so people may well, and
3: is, is this is this three games a week thing again dave so um you know it was a very attractive game and we had beaten borough um but i still think we've done we we did okay to get that money i think that the gate saturday would be interesting i mean we won two on the spin so let let's see if we can um fill the place up a bit more um, and it's, uh, Q- it's Q- an easier QPR, trip, isn't it? I don't
0: know if QPR will bring more than about fifteen we'll see. Um, Ian, in terms of what you said about the upper Lansdown, uh, or even,
5: to, to, you know, to the, I, I just don't think the upper down would work. It's a family stand, and it would be impossible to move. And I think, you, you're talking about the Atio. And the you'd issue. have people throwing stuff down. Well, there's ways and means around that. You, you can bring the ball back a little bit, and you take out the first two rows, and mm. you can have them there. But... The thing with the Atio is it's not developed and you can't redevelop it because the houses behind. So you can't get the home fans in there because it's not done up. I think the Atio actually brings down the stadium quite a bit, unfortunately, Mm. because you look at it, you've got three sides that are all new and it's the Atio when it's like, "Mm, okay, but the houses behind don't allow us to um, redevelop the Atio because it would uh, impact the sunlight on the houses. So you, you have to keep... Giving them the Atio until that point, and then also it would be a nightmare segregating the Atio and putting in all that for the home fans. And uh, I, I think, I think at the minute it, it's just where they have to be the Atio. I don't think there's much choice around for the clubs. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, it's a money maker for the club. I as get well. that. And
0: in terms of redeveloping the Atio, um, I, I get your point about right of light to the. Uh, to the houses behind, I think you could reconfigure the atio a little bit without it going right the way back to the wall and increasing the rake of the stand so that it's much sheerer because it's quite a shallow mm. end. That end. that's just my view. But we're not uh, we're we're a long way from talking about ground uh, stuff. Okay, so it's QPR next. Next four games, uh, Tom. <clears throat> QPR Wednesday, mm. Cardiff, Ipswich away. Yeah. Um, you look at the the next three, uh, two against teams towards the bottom mm. that aren't going to play football like some of the teams we've seen of late, mm. uh, a local derby and a team that are faltering. Um, you know, it, if we emerge from those four, maintaining the unbeaten run, do we start to get excited?
5: If if if, if we emerge, yeah. Yeah, it'd be six unbeaten for us, and that's that's quite rare. Um, I think I think QPR's a good test. I think that will see where we're at. I think if we win QPR and we win it comfortably, mm. then people can go right, okay, because that'd be nine points and nine, and then you gather that momentum. I think Cardiff's a massive test. Yeah, I think well the, Cardiff and Ipswich are two Car- massive Car- games. Aren't Cardiff they? and Ipswich, are like they're going to be the hard ones, especially Ipswich away. I mean, they mm. need a result. I mean, QPR no team to laugh at. They've the got they a foreign, foreign manager as well. Yeah, they're, then, they're a better sign than they were, aren't they? Yeah, yes. they're much better now than under Ainsworth. And uh, I think they know what they're good at now, QPR. Mm. And uh, they're quite a, quite effective team. But they will sit deep, like Ian said. They mm. are going to give us the ball. And in, in our 4-2-3-1, how much creativity is there at times? Mm. And that's where, as Ian said on the
0: text feed uh, to a couple of people that have been chipping in, um, that's where Scott Twyne, even if he plays part of the game, he's he, he, he's, he's the unlocker. Yeah. Uh, Ian, are you, are you sort coming, of getting? I'm going to you now. Put your hand. Up. Are you feeling? Uh, if if we beat a lesser side in QPR, yeah, then that's three on the spin. It repeats what he did just prior to Christmas. You know, we're starting to get to that crucial 50 points. Then that's within striking distance within the next couple of games. After that. Um too early to have any form of excitement really isn't it about what the balance of the season may hold because what's how many games left now is it 14 or 15 14
3: well look no. first of all stop talking about the next three the next four our strategy yeah. for the rest of the season is play the next game and win it yeah that's it don't think about who we've got one get you know three games down the line four games down the line what sort of form they're in forget it Play the next game, win it. So the total focus now, 100% QPR. Don't worry about anything else till we beat them. Play the next game and win it. So in our, can I just do something? In our run-in, I looked at our run-in last night and I thought, right, okay, where are the teams we're playing? And this is where they are league position. And by this stage of the season, you're about where you deserve to be, aren't you, I mm-hmm. would say. So they are 24th, 23rd. 22nd 21st 20th 17th 16th 15th 14th then you come to the tricky part which is the teams there are five teams in the top 10 and they are currently 9th 6th 5th 4th and 1st now that that's in no particular order but when people start saying oh we gotta go to whip switch and we We've got Leicester at home, right? We've just beaten Southampton, who've been 24 games unbeaten, all right? Mm. But we've also got, we've got uh, Rotherham at home, Huddersfield at home, and these games won't be easy, but they won't be as difficult as playing Leicester. No. Or Leeds. No. So l- let's have, what I would say is that, that that is, but that is my strategy. The rest of the season, it should be Liam Manning's as well. I'm not telling him how to do his job. Never would. But, Play the next game and win it 100%, focus on that next game. And you'll be surprised. You get by the time you look around, you think, Well, we've focused on the next game and won it. Blimey, we won another three. And then you'll be up there because there's teams above us, we're four points behind the playoffs, but there's teams behind us tonight that are playing tonight, teams in front of us who are playing tonight.
0: Yeah, so that that, that playoff lot. We're gonna, yeah,
3: why you need to win three three and four on the trot five on the trot even yeah. and then you'll be there thereabouts and by that time the other teams would have played their game in hand which obviously was the game we played at coventry i, that we I, think, have done without playing. I
0: think we start to, it starts to get interesting if the next three it goes win draw win yeah and you know we were saying a week ago top 10 finish would be success yeah. You know, if we can
3: consolidate that over the next few two, weeks two weeks know. ago you were on about you were on about... I
0: no, I was. Quick, t- quick one to finish from you, in Cardiff game, two weeks before, three weeks before. They brought it forward to 12.30. Could have done that weeks ago. It's not on Sky or anything. So, you know... No, no I, I, was
3: oh, very, oh, I was very I was very surprised. Well, I was very surprised when I saw that was a three o'clock kickoff. It, you know, to, at four as long. Because they normally all come out is that. And then people, you know, the Welsh games are changed, aren't they? Swansea, Cardiff all the rest of it so yeah I, I think I, I think that's uh, that it, it's, it's very sensible I thought it would happen it's a bit of a bit of a pain when you live as far away as I do that you you've got to get up there that bit earlier but I actually I quite enjoy it because it gives you the rest of the day the rest of the day off exactly. if you will exactly
0: okay well look, we need to uh, wrap up now thanks for everybody who's watched us uh, live I think a record number well into uh, three figures so thanks a lot for that. Uh, Tom, thanks for your contribution uh, today. Most welcome. And Ian, Mark earlier, who had to leave us. Uh, We'll be doing our review of QPR at home on Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Hopefully, we'll be reporting on another victory and hopefully, you know, that will be achieved uh, with a few more goals. But. we're really pleased this morning because at Ashton Gate on Tuesday night, under the lights, it finished City 3, Southampton 1. Thanks everybody for uh, listening. All the best to you all. Bye bye now. Bye bye.
1: What Bye-bye. have I been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red Robin comes bob, 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 and along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing His old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song when the red red robin starts bob bob bobbing along, when the red red robin comes bob bob bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up! Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. to live, love, laugh and be happy, what if i blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red red rub is out, bob, bobbing along.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now in the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same
1: flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.